Okay, so I saw one of the um, Vox's dark stream a couple of days ago. I can't remember which number it was. Um, but it's very interesting and I thought it would make a good explanation about non-binary thinking uh, because every day I'm confronted with many examples of binary thinking which are really just a pain. Um, so one of the things that he said was, um, I think it was discussing the church and Christianity in general and how the, the churches are so corrupt that um, I think he made a statement along the lines of that it would probably be better if all the churches were exposed for the, um, you know, Pharisees that they are. The leaderships of all the churches is so corrupt and so on. And he's absolutely right in that most of the leadership of all churches of whatever denomination are completely corrupt. Um, and it's very interesting his approach compared to my approach because you know, looking at it in a binary way, you would think they're completely opposite approaches. My approach has generally been either be a proper Catholic or get the fuck out. You don't count, you know. So in, in my uh, view, let's say, seen from the outside, I'm not saying this is my view. I'm saying this is how it presents. Seen from the outside, my view is basically, oh, that guy's a fundamentalist. You're either like a set deprivationist or he doesn't even think you're a Christian, you know which is not that far from the truth. But why would I take that approach uh, and still agree with Vox when Vox says, oh, it would be better if there was no churches at all, because then people would have to get back to what real Christianity is about. Well, the difference is that he is looking at it from a strategic point of view. I'm looking at it from a tactical point of view. As usual, the differences in our um, approach to life, I guess, are, are important. Um, but that doesn't mean that I can't appreciate his perspective or that I think his perspective is wrong. His perspective is not wrong. It's quite correct. Most of the so-called churches are, in fact, led, inverted commas, by complete apostates, by non-Christians, by, you know, wolves in sheep's clothing. And sometimes not even really bothering with the sheep's clothing. They're just wolves out there to ravage, con, defraud, and, um, and you know, just do for themselves, really. So, why do I say that he's right? Because, you know, on a purely statistical basis, numerically, he's right. Most so-called Christian churches are actually church and con men, you know. I'm going to have a sip of my tea. And it's... Um, what he's basically saying is, I would rather see all these frauds exposed and the whole thing collapse, which is absolutely correct. My perspective is simply that, as far as I'm concerned, it's already collapsed. I mean, you'd have to be a moron not to realize that all these guys are complete frauds, you know, when the so-called inverted commas Pope, he's actually the fake Pope, Bergoglio, he's going on about the latest Marxist creed, or that, you know, there is no hell and that atheists go to heaven and, you know, whatever. All the, the completely, um, I would say, satanic nonsense that he's continually spouting. If you can't see that and understand that, you know, something is really wrong in Rome, then you are at fault. It's your fault. You know, you're one of those morons that I've taken to task on my blog 
Laramy Hirsch comes to mind, where he's going on about how he wants to kiss the ring of the Pope. Yeah, I'm sure you do. You know, that guy's not the Pope. It doesn't take a genius to figure it out. So, my uh, view of it, being a relatively new Christian, a new convert, and when I say new, get it in mind. I'm different from you, most of you watching. Uh, what is recent for you and difficult to grasp for you is not necessarily recent for me or difficult to grasp for me. So although I converted to Christianity officially only like three years ago, was it three? Yeah, three or four years ago. No, sorry, uh, 2018, wasn't it? Yeah, I think so two years ago. Um, the fact is that I'd been reading obsessively about it and, and understanding the ins and outs of it uh, since 2013. So that's like seven years of pretty in-depth study. And when I do an in-depth study of something, generally, um, you know, it tends to leave most human beings in the dirt behind me somewhere except, you know, the ones that have spent most of their life dedicated to that subject. Um, I'm not theologian by any means, but I understand the historical reasons for why the Catholic Church has been completely subverted and how it's done it and so on. So for me, it was more a matter of almost legalism of like, well, fine, if there is Christianity, Christianity is real and it's true, then what? What does this mean? Where did it go wrong? Why do we have all these Bergoglios running around? Whether in the Catholic Church, whether in whatever denomination. And the reasons for that become more and more apparent the more and more you look into it. And it's very interesting because even, you know, even things that I hadn't connected, for example, feminism. And let me be the first to say that when I was, you know, in my late teens or maybe even early 20s, I would have considered myself a feminist in inverted commas because I thought, well, yeah, sure, you know, why shouldn't women have the same ability or, or rights to as men? And and of course, they, they should have in, in law and certain things like that. But that's because I had no foundation of Catholic thinking, no foundation of Christianity whatsoever. And I couldn't appreciate the difference between a Christian world and a non-Christian world. And we're now starting to experience a non-Christian world and it's absolutely a free-for-all of complete anarchy and debauchery. This is very difficult to understand, especially if you are not a Christian yet, if you're some kind of atheist or a pagan or whatever and you're like, ah, Christianity is all bullshit. It's almost impossible for you to grasp why the world the, the non-Christian world is an absolute fucking nightmare. You can't appreciate it, uh, even though you're living in it to some extent. I certainly couldn't appreciate it. You know, there were just good people, bad people, and that's it. Um, but once you understand the morality of Christianity, it affects everything. To the point where um, a recent a book that I've, uh, I've purchased, I haven't received it yet, thanks to one of the guys on uh, James Fox Higgins' uh, Champions of the Light. You know, it's like a little um, group of people there. That, And one guy's mentioned or reading this book called uh, Satanic Feminism, I think it's called. Um, and it shows the links between Satanism and feminism. And it's, you know, it's kind of obvious when you think about it in terms of, oh, yeah. 
But the thing is, he, he apparently in this book, it makes a historical links about things like the Inquisition and so on and what that was from and how abortion, you know, the so-called witches were abortionists ultimately, which at the time, you know, we don't think of abortion as murder now. But originally, it certainly was considered murder. And why wouldn't it be? You're killing another human being. Just because that human being hasn't finished growing completely doesn't make it any less murder, you know. So... Um, and keep in mind that again if you can't appreciate this if you're not a Christian because you don't understand what the perspective of Lucifer is the perspective of Satan is which is to hate humanity and to demolish them as much as possible and, and he takes great pleasure in human beings being completely degraded, degenerated and, and made into like filth that you know eats its own sort of thing that's the whole point. Um, and I don't know what does that better than abortion, really. Uh, you're murdering your own child, you know, for convenience of continuing to have random sex. You know, it's it's quite disgusting, really. So these are the kind of links that happen. And in my study of Christianity and Catholicism in particular, I realized that, well, the rules work. The, the Catholic rules of the Catholic Church actually do work. Um, of course, you have to know what the Catholic Church is, which is not Bergoglio and all of them. You know, we're only a remnant left of the Catholic Church. Most of the so-called Catholic Church has been taken over by these imposters, these frauds, uh, these fake clerics. And, um, and the ignorance, stupidity and laziness of people that call themselves Catholics but haven't bothered to understand what Vatican II was, haven't bothered to understand who Roncalli was, why he wasn't a pope, why he was uh, invalidly elected, how Freemasonry infiltrated the church. And, you know, these are pretty complicated and uh, uh, lengthy things to study and, and read up about, which is why I'm putting it all down in writing. And uh, hopefully not too long from now, I'll be issuing another book on this topic, which should be of some interest to quite a lot of people, I think. Um, I'm getting there, it's nearly done. There's a lot of details, a lot of very involved uh, detail. And Catholicism relies on reason. Catholicism is absolutely a religion of, of, of reason. Um, and again, in the Bible, you know, Paul tells us so. If anything that I tell you doesn't make sense, ignore it. That's very much a Catholic perspective of things. And um, you wouldn't think so, you know, if you look at Bergoglio and you think that's the Catholic Church, you could not, in, in good conscience, believe that anything Catholic has anything to do with reason. And that's essentially why I completely rejected the church at age, at age seven. At age seven, a priest said something that I thought, these guys are completely insane. So, no, absolutely anything to do with these people is completely wrong. And I was right in my judgment. I didn't know, of course, that, you know, that the priest that was supposedly educating me um, had bought into the Novus Orco thing. And although it was in 1975, so it was only like about 10 years after Vatican II, who knows when he was ordained? I don't know. I didn't know his history. But clearly he had bought into the Novus Orco thing, and therefore he was a heretic. Uh, although I'm sure as a, as a person he wasn't a bad human being, probably he wasn't, you know pretty sure he wasn't a, a pedophile child molesting scumbag 
But that doesn't mean he was necessarily good or necessarily good for people because, you know, even his attitudes in trying to convert me to Christianity because I rejected it outright at age seven were done in a way that was quite um, underhanded. Um, you know, we're trying to almost ostracize a child from the other children that are baptized or whatever. And that just made me go even further away from it because it's like, what? You're trying to do that shit to me just because I'm a little kid and you think I'm going to fail? Fuck you. You know, that was pretty much my, my, my sensation. So, but getting back to the original point, why am I so militant about it? Because, you, you know, fundamental principles. Is there such a thing as God? Yes, no, right? If yes, which is what the conclusion I came to after 47 years of thinking no or at best maybe, yes, there is, okay. Now, if there is a God, what kind of God is he? That's the next question. Is he a good God or is he a bad God? Once you accept the proposition that God is love, which I did, I, I was faced with an event that I cannot to this day deny in any way, shape or form. So if God is good, then which God? Which religion comes closest to representing that God? And it's not Hinduism. It's not Buddhism. It's certainly not Islam. In fact, it's diametrically opposite to Islam, I would say. And so you're left with Christianity. Now, which Christianity? Well, it clearly cannot be if God had anything to do with Jesus. Does Jesus guy have anything to do with it? Yes, it did. All right. So which Christianity? And again, you know, if you're not brainwashed by it from birth, there's absolutely no way that any Protestant denomination can be correct. It just can't because that would mean that for a thousand five hundred years the church and christianity as a whole was completely wrong until a fat german guy came along changed the bible and then said that the bible is the only book that you ever need to read well yeah no so obviously protestantism is out what does that leave catholicism and orthodoxy and then you look at the history of those two churches and what do we find we find that catholicism spread all over the world and civilized the world and made things better all over the world and that orthodoxy remained insular did not spread all over the world in fact made pacts with the Saracens with the Muslims against actual Christians Catholics who came to help them when the Muslims were invading them more and more so you now have two churches both are corrupt Okay, both have corrupt men, both have corrupt people, both have corrupt institutions, both have thieving, raping, whatever you want. But one of them spreads throughout the globe, which is our mission, right? As Christians, you're supposed to spread the word wherever you go. The other one remains insular. One fights the Muslims back, the other one doesn't just kind of wants to make a deal with them and in fact makes a deal that occasionally and, and quite often um, in fact is detrimental to the Catholics who came to rescue you um, Catholics stopped the the Saracens at Lepanto Catholics stopped the Saracens at Malta it's Catholics that essentially created and protected Christendom now what does that mean it means that from a purely historical perspective, it's absolutely obvious that Catholicism is the closest thing to the true God. 
And then you look at the rules of Catholicism and you compare them to the rules of any Protestant church and they're, you know, it's it's not even comparable. It's like an actual code of, of, of belief that means something and make up your own paint by numbers, whatever you want kind of thing. So, and then you compare it to orthodoxy. And again, orthodoxy falls far short of Catholicism in terms of having written down what the rules are, how to interpret, you know, this, that, the other. That's why we have a code of canon law and the orthodox don't. So from a purely historical perspective, Catholicism is it. But then Catholicism went very badly wrong all of a sudden, and most of it just completely got diverted and became essentially another branch of Protestantism, which is what Vatican II was. So real Catholicism is only left in a tiny remnant of people that are essentially called sedeprivationists. And they're the only continuing Catholics left. So once you look at that, what does that mean? Does that mean that anybody who's not a sedeprivationist is evil, an intentional deceiver, and so on? No, I don't believe that. Certainly there are a lot of intentional deceivers outside of the church. That is absolutely true. But, you know, the average person is deceived. Whether he's deceived because he's a Protestant, whether he's deceived because he's a cradle Catholic and believes that Bergoglio is the Pope, whether he's deceived because he was born in Russia and he never even heard of the Catholic Church and the only belief that he has in Jesus is connected through, you know, his Orthodox priest. It doesn't really matter. The fact is that they are deceived. Now, to a certain extent, we are all deceived because none of us is perfect. We're all seen through a glass darkly. So, you know, I'm, I'm certainly not perfect. I'm certainly not got all the answers to Christianity. But the point is, because I've looked into it and because I've picked out what I think is closest to the truth, I believe, generally speaking, statistically speaking, I am far closer to the truth than the vast majority of the human race. And as a result, I'm saying, hey, all these other guys are far more lost than I am. Let me focus on the ones that are not completely lost. Let's make this the point of the spear and let's make this the powerful thing that it can and will be because that is what you need to make Christianity great again, let's say. I mean, remember that it started out with four women and 11 scared men, you know, that's what Christianity started at. And if those guys weren't fanatical militants, we wouldn't have Christianity. We wouldn't have had the Catholic Church which is the only church that existed for a thousand years before the Orthodox split off. So that is the point. My point is we're going to be the tip of the spear. Vox's point is coming from the opposite direction and he's saying, God, look at the devastation of lies that, that inhabits the earth. Let them all collapse openly, destructively. And we're both right. You know, the, the I'm just choosing one path because it suits my personal character better and he's choosing another path. And, um, you know, it's interesting from a psychological perspective why that is. Probably I would say because, and I don't know, I'm guessing at this, but I would guess that Fox probably gets bored with the minutiae of uh, something that has to be kept at for, you know, a long time. And that's despite the fact that he's patient. So what I think he prefers is um, to take a bigger view of things and generally try and, you know, make it happen sort of in that generic direction 
and when not every little detail goes his way well it doesn't matter because he's got other stuff that he's busy with and it's just giant moving parts and eventually more or less it'll flow in the direction that he wants it to go and it is a very effective way of doing things you know he's certainly achieving a lot of stuff my personal way of being is like that would give me a, a feeling of sort of never reaching any kind of achievable aim in a time in a timeline that suits me uh, maybe I've got shorter timeline preferences I don't think so because in certain things I'm willing to go at it until the day I drop dead without stopping um, but so is Vox you know it's just preference you know certain things that I prefer doing constantly without giving up they're different to the things that he prefers doing constantly without giving up and you would have to be a binary thinker to think that we are on opposite sides of the fence because we're not we're aiming at exactly the same point we're just coming at it in different ways and I appreciate very much the fact that a guy like Vox is giving me the opportunity to use my little operation in a cleared field so he's he's sort of carpet bombing at random the whole countryside um, while I'm spearheading a small group of, of special ops guys that are like oh, we're gonna go there and we're gonna build a church there you know and that that's what I'm trying to do and it's a lot easier to do what I'm doing in the field of chaotic carpet bombing that he's creating there is of course the danger that sometimes one of his carpet bombs might land near my guys now and then it can happen but it's you know that's life and similarly perhaps some intentional very detailed tactic that I'm using might sometimes looks like it's counterproductive to his efforts um, that's not the intent at all uh, but I could see situations where that might happen but um, not by uh, evil intent on either one of our parts so it's very interesting that if you're not a binary thinker, and neither Vox or I are, I think it's important that you can see how two people that are coming at it from diametrically opposite sort of perspectives in a certain sense can nevertheless be working towards the same goal and even cooperatively in, in as much as, as we can. I certainly try and support um, pretty much everything he does. Um, he's been quite supportive of, of, of me lately, so it's um, it's a good thing. But you can only appreciate that if you're genuinely non-binary. Because if you are your average gamma guy and you say, oh yes, I'm doing this because I'm clever and I'm special and I'm going to do the special bit. And then something happens that gets in your way because of the bigger strategy that Vox is doing. And you're immediately going to take that person. You're immediately going to go like, oh, he's, he's trying to block me from achieving my aim. No, he doesn't even know you exist, probably. You know? And you have to be able to appreciate these things and work around them and work or get over them or whatever you know it's not um, I don't know I can't think of the top of my head specifically of, of anything but that's because I'm not a binary thinker for example um, you know when 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 Vox said in his dark stream that oh it would be better if every church collapsed and he said this is not what I prefer he did qualify it which very important for this conversation he said that's not what I want but it would be better, why did he say that? It would be better if all, they all collapsed because 
the majority of them are a complete fraud. So he's right, statistically speaking, number speaking, it will be better for them all to collapse because most of them are rubbish. And I, I'm 100% in agreement with him. My only point is like, I believe I found the guys that are actually as close to the truth as you can get as a human being. And man, am I gonna push their, their side of things? And I'm one of them and I consider myself one of them and I'm gonna be one of them, you know, till the cows come home sort of thing. So that I hope gives you a perspective on non-binary thinking and I hope it also gives you a perspective on your particular brand of Christianity. And if you want to understand what real Christianity is, I believe, you know, at a, at a male level, if you can't appreciate the Crusaders, if you can't appreciate men who gave up everything, sold all their lands, and took their families, often losing members of their family, to go and crusade for the benefit of freeing Jerusalem and for the benefit of pushing back the enemies of Christendom, then I, I wonder what kind of Christian you are. If you can't appreciate the, uh, the sacrifice that was made by those people and by people like the Knights of Malta when they stopped the siege in the, in the 16th century, what kind of man are you, you know? And those guys were 100% hardcore Catholics. So to me, you know, if I, if I had no religion whatsoever, I do now, but I certainly didn't, I would be looking around and be thinking, well, what made those guys a bit different? What was it? And it was Catholicism, proper Catholicism. So I would get interested in that. I would get reading into that which is probably why, and I do believe there is a need for this, but that's probably why my little book, you know, it's a tiny book, Believe, which you can find on Amazon if you're interested. I'm, I'm getting emails on a pretty regular basis, uh, comments and so on from people who have read that book, who have converted or are converting, have given it to friends, um, that it's helped a lot of people. Now, I don't think that every one of them has become a set of privationist, but certainly uh, a number of them have. And they're from all walks of life, including one orth Orthodox Jew who is now waiting to find a Sedevacantist or Sedeprivationist priest to baptize him into proper Catholicism. So, you know, it's uh, why does that happen? It happens because it must have some truth in it, enough truth that it changes a lot of people to, to doing something useful for themselves. So, you know, start there if you, if you want. Um, it's got a summary of all the other books that I've read and so on, so it helps you to cut through a lot of the search. But ultimately, you don't have to read my book, you don't have to buy my stuff. I'm not do doing this for that reason. I'm saying, read, you know, educate yourself, find out which branch of Catholicism, which branch of truth, which branch of Christianity is the real one. Because seek and you shall find. Okay, so that's my video for today. I've got um, quite a lot of stuff to do with the writing and everything else. So that's it for now. I'm not dead. Just don't worry if it takes a little while between videos. You know, the apocalypse is actually keeping me really busy. Um, and I'm not even fighting zombies yet. So yeah, but don't worry. The Kurgan radio transmissions will continue. Have a good weekend.